Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. This is Mike Roth with Chip Shriver from Shriver Security Systems. Thanks for joining us, Chip. Thanks, Mike, for having me. Before we get started, let me tell everyone about who's coming up on the show next week. We have Mike Hopmeister from Miranda Homes of Cincinnati. Then on Friday next week, we have Bill Scarlava from Harmony Hill Winery. I hope we bring some wine to make the show more interesting. Then the following week, we have a Internet web development genius, a fellow named Raymond Sonoff from Sonoff Consulting Services. And on Friday, we have Jeff uh, Weiland from Jack Weiland Builders. And then we have, on October 24th, Ryan Reibold, the CEO and president of Infinitech. They are a credit card processing company. They do a heck of a good job, and their processing is over the Internet. Uh, Coming events. Wednesday, October 16th, our Business Builder Series at the Clovernook Country Club. That program is called The Seven Deadly Sins of Sales. It's close to sold out, but there are a couple of seats available. That runs on Wednesday, October 16th from 11.30 to 1.15. A great high-level business education program and high-level networking. The cost is $25 for lunch and beverage called Call Carmen here at 513-753-9400 to reserve a seat. Our regular Sandler calendar, we have another cold call camp coming up in November, and our regular Sandler Foundations program run Wednesday mornings, as well as Monday and Friday for President's Club and Advanced President's Club. Now let me tell everyone a little bit about Chip. Chip has told me that the goal of his company, Shriver Security, is to provide the most intelligent, effective security solutions for both commercial and residential customers. His products include audio intrusion detection systems. You have microphones in people's houses listening. Is that it? Uh, Only when they're away. Only when they're away. Okay. It could be NSA. You never know. (laughs) Access control systems, CTD systems, fire detection systems, external industrial monitoring, what does an external industrial monitoring mean? would mean like monitoring 
temperatures for freezers when somebody's not there or they're critical type situations. We could monitor anything that, uh, in fact, we're just doing some work. We're modern, modern, monitoring some uh, blood coolers in uh, oh. areas where uh, they're actually storing, storing blood. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of work a few years ago with marathon monitors where they monitored the temperature of blast furnaces. Yeah. Kind of critical stuff. At your company, you sell, design, and install local monitoring and provide the technical services. Shriver has doubled its size of its customer base since 1997 and has been listed in security, distributing, and marketing as one of the upper up-and-comer companies in the May of 1997 issue and among the top 100 companies since 2005. That's, that's a good accomplishment. Yeah, it's uh, really the only measurement that we have compared to other companies throughout the country. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a pretty nice uh, recognition. Mm-hmm. Trendement among larger security companies has been to downsize, eliminate their local monitoring stations, and they've, go- and they've gone to regionalization. However, Shriver ha- maintains local monitoring. Do you have your own monitoring facility here? Yes, uh, we do. We have had uh, our own monitoring station since 1971 when we started the company, and we have we have grown that. We have done some consolidation, but we man and train and monitor all our own alarm systems. Mm-hmm. What area of the uh, what, what part of the area is the monitoring station in? We have our facility. Our call center is in Dayton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Is that one of those? UL approved type things where it's like underground behind six feet of concrete. We are we are UL listed and we there's pretty stringent regulations more about the handling of the alarm signals and the training of staff. There are some structural requirements, but we felt that the UL side of it and local monitoring is a big part of our benefit of what we can offer to our clients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I worked with a a client, an ex-police chief in San Diego, who put in his own UL-approved monitoring station for his alarm company. It made a lot of sense. You have over 6,000 customers now. That's a lot of customers in northern Kentucky, southwest Ohio, and many clients have been with you guys for over 30 years. That's correct. That's one of our benefits and what we're proud of. Mm-hmm. I understand you're on a large growth campaign right now and modernization facility. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we have, with the recent growth over the last three years, we have happily been able to double the size of our monitoring facility. We have updated all our monitoring platforms, and one of the goals that we had is we wanted to offer some redundancy because we have no control over natural disasters, weather, loss of communication, and at this point in time, we're pretty much completely redundant. So if we lose lose a facility up in Dayton, we can almost immediately open up and monitor from another location. A lot of our larger clients require that redundancy. So you'd be like operating in a different city. You'd be Dayton and uh, Indianapolis. Yeah. For instance, our, our closest neighbor that we would we would turn some monitoring over would be an operation in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unlikely that both the centers would get flooded on the same day. Yeah. 
we could go as far as Tallahassee, Florida, or up to up to New York, mm-hmm. and that was the reason for one of our one of our large updates in technology. So you had compatibility. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now you're running the station 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 24/7. Okay. Every every day we're there. Mm-hmm. How many people does it take to to run the monitoring station around the clock, 24 hours, seven days a week? During the day, we run three shifts. Uh, we run a shift from seven in the morning till three in the afternoon, and then three to eleven, and then eleven to seven. And during the day, we have seven people on staff because there's a lot of of customer requests, um, code changes, address changes. During the evening, we cut back to uh, four. We have four on duty at all times. So it's at least four. At least four, minimum four. So it sounds like you have 11 people just just monitoring. Yeah, actually, we have more because of those people that are working the shift. They also like to have a couple days off during the week. Oh, yeah, probably a good idea to give people. So we have have some redundancy there. Oh, that's important. That's important. Why don't you tell us about the the types of security systems that you started off with and, and what you offer today? Well, we started off in, in 1971 with the Sonatrol product. And today, after many generations of product and technology change, we still offer that product. And we like that product because it's unique. It, basically, it's a verified type alarm. And most police departments throughout the country are going to a verified response. And in layman's terms, is what that means is that when we would receive an alarm, then we would have to verify the accuracy of that alarm. In other words, we would have to see them or hear them before we would get police response. So, so how do you do that 30 years ago? With um, 30 years ago, we were verifying alarms, and it's what we do is we strategically place audio detectors throughout a facility. And when the facility is closed and there's nobody in there, we're actually listening to that facility. So when there's a window broken or a door kicked down or somebody coming through the ceiling in an unconventional way, we're able to listen to that and and decide basically how we're going to handle it. And obviously, if it's a phone ringing or a noise that's not intrusive, uh, we reset the system and wait for the next noise. If it's glass breakage, we would immediately dispatch the proper authority and notify the customer and make a re- we would start a recording of that incident. And the benefit of that is that we're able to communicate with police office, officers or the dispatch center and say, we hear voices or we hear conversation. And it's what that does is it lets the patrolmen that are responding know that there's most likely more than one person. So mm-hmm. it's looking out for their safety as well as giving them some intelligent information about the alarm. Yeah. I, I remember we had a facility in California, one of my former businesses, and uh, it was an industrial warehouse kind of a place. And uh, one morning, we, I don't think we had an alarm system at the time. So I went in. Now, we must have had an alarm because the, the police were there. The front door was uh, busted. All the glass was out of it. And we had this gigantic television in the, the front offices. That was the only thing that was lifted. 
he probably had a half a million dollars worth of product in the in the warehouse, but they didn't seem to go in there. Well, in 40 years, we've seen a lot of different types of types of intrusions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're actually listening to this to this Sonatrol console all the way back to day one. All the way back to day one, and our audio ability today is that we're not only able to listen. But we know where we're hearing it from. Where in the old days, we knew we were hearing it from the building. We couldn't tell the police that, well, we're hearing it in the rear southeast of the warehouse or we're hearing it in the stock room. Today, we know exactly where we're hearing it, and we're dealing in pretty much digital quality. Mm-hmm. Chip has agreed to take questions today. So if you have a question for Chip, you can call in, and we'll, we'll screen the calls during the commercial breaks. The call-in number is 646-595-4916. I think we have time for one more question, Chip. How did you wind up in the business? Purely by accident. I was heading to college at the uh, University of Cincinnati, and this was a company that my dad had started in 1971, And basically, the monitoring station had to be manned. And at those days, there were a few accounts and had to be manned 24-7. So I did a lot of my studying and work and sitting in front of the the monitoring console. And in the early days, we had a suite in the Vernon Manor Hotel. And that's where we did uh, all of our monitoring. Yeah. Never thought that I would uh, had any anticipation. In fact, those days I kind of hated it. But over the years, I've learned to respect the type of job that our operators do every evening, and it just it grew on me. And this has been my only professional adult job from '71. Okay, we're going to uh, listen to Jimmy Fox talk about Tip Club here in Cincinnati. I am the sponsor for Tip Club here at Sandler Training. The next Tip Club meeting is Thursday morning, the 17th of October, 7.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. Jimmy, why don't you tell everyone a little bit more about Tip Club? Hi, I'm Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. To reserve a seat please go to www.tipclub.com and click on the Events tab at the top of the page. Then, just scroll down the list until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 800-798-0270. That's 
798-0270. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you at our next networking event. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Chip Shriver. Uh, Chip, why don't you tell uh, our listeners how they can get a hold of you guys after the show? They could reach us. Uh, we have a toll-free number, 800-875-7301. They could reach me by email. It's cshiver, S-H-I-V-E-R, at Shiver security services.com or they could reach me uh, with the local number my direct number 513-719-4055 thanks uh chip why don't you tell our listeners how you guys go to market how do you find new new accounts we do a lot of a lot of prospecting our business we know where our targets are, and our targets are pretty much incident-driven. We know that nobody gets up in the morning and says, I'm going to call up and buy a security system. So we know where to track our targets, and those would be basically crime reports. Um, we watch the news very closely. Uh, we work new construction. We've developed relationships with a lot of contractors in Southwest Ohio and Northern Kentucky. And basically with having 41 years of business, we get a lot of referrals. And that would be probably the biggest compliment we could receive as a company is a referral from another customer. Sure is. Referrals actually a great way to build business. I teach our clients how to get referrals every year. Uh, Every month, uh, Chip. Why do people buy from from you guys? There must be a lot of other security companies. I, I think that they buy from us because we pretty much have a person-to-person type relationship. Um, any one of my customers can pick up the phone and call me directly, um, and I believe we have done a decent job over the years of staying tuned with technology and customer customer requirements. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many salespeople do you have? We have seven. Seven? And they cover, um, they cover uh, northern, uh, uh, northern Kentucky. Um, we have salespeople in Cincinnati, and we have some salespeople in Dayton that cover our Springfield market. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have offices in all three of those locations? We have two offices. We have an office in Mason, Ohio, and that's a sales and service type office. And we have a facility in Dayton, Ohio, that our call center and central station is housed. And we cover our Springfield and and Troy and and the surrounding Dayton areas from Mm -hmm. that office. In round numbers, how many clients do you service right now? We are we service around 6,300 clients. That's a lot of clients. And um, one of the biggest challenges um, that we focus on is that we try our best to provide same day service. So that's a logistic and 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 pretty pretty stringent goal that we try to manage. 
How many uh, service technicians do you have? Uh, we have 12. It's a lot of people. 12, and we, we, we track them. Um, all of them are on a GPS system, so when we're heavy in service in one area, we know where to, where to focus our technicians. So we've provided them with, um, with the technology that, uh, that they need to maximize their time and what we need to maximize our efficiency as a service organization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think the opportunities and possibilities are in the security business? What direction is the business moving in? What direction should uh, business owners uh, look at? I believe that uh, there's a tremendous opportunity in our industry with the whole verification approach that's that's coming. And I believe the hottest part of our industry is the video side, the, the camera side of being able to view and and watch different facilities and watch different uh, different activities, especially with the cost of the technology coming down and so many offerings of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few years ago, there was a uh, franchisee franchisor called MonitorClosely.com that put cameras up. I understand they went out of business or sold. Uh, what are you guys doing with, 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 with monitoring over the internet, if anything? We're doing we're doing a lot of things over the internet, uh, from actually monitoring alarm signals to um, communicating uh, with clients by way of either either um, the internet or texting. Uh, we're not only we can receive signals in our monitoring station and simultaneously send a text message or an email to our clients. Um, Video-wise, we're able to uh, we're able to, on receipt of an alarm signal, actually pull up a corresponding camera, so we not only can see see the alarm and the device, uh, but we can also monitor um, monitor. The area um, of where of where the signal's coming from. Uh, when you say monitor, does that mean that you have pan tilt control and zoom functionality on the cameras remotely? We could typically in an alarm situation, it would be a fixed type camera. A pan and tilt or remote uh, means that uh, somebody's got to uh, operate that, and usually we would use that in an industrial or an area where there may be an on-site person that would need to view, but we do have that technology that we could pan and tilt from our monitoring station. So if someone wanted to cover the parking lot outside, which is pretty big, with only one camera, you could pan, tilt, and zoom remotely in the event of a uh, an unusual occurrence? You could do that. And the other exciting thing with regards to the video is the analytics in the, um, in the cameras today, and that these cameras could even act as a movement or a motion detector, or you could mask out an area where you have an entrance and people are coming in and out 24-7, mm-hmm. but cover another another small section that you just really didn't want anybody to be in, or if they were, you would want to know about it. Um, mm. uh, license plate recognition, um, the analytics the casinos are using... Um, uh, very sophisticated cameras are using can recognize faces from a from a database that they may not 
one in a casino. Are you, are you a vendor to the casinos? Uh, we have uh, worked with uh, some casinos, yes. Some of those when I drive into the Horseshoe Casino next week for a Rotary meeting, uh, which I'll invite you to as a guest. Okay. Uh, the security department at the casino is reading my license plate. Well, they may be uh, they may be doing that, and they may be checking their database with uh, with your um, face. So they actually do that facial recognition software that uh, TV shows uh, show as being entirely accurate. Uh, is it really as good as uh, television and the movies want to make us believe? It's uh, it's very good, and it continues to it continues to improve. Mm-hmm. So, do you offer that software too? Oh, we do. Uh, we have several platforms that uh, that we're able to uh, able to offer that, and it's pretty specialized and uh, pretty strategic. But yes, we do have that available. So, if someone wanted to buy a facial recognition software program for their monitoring, what kind of round numbers would would you throw out there for an estimate? It would be very difficult to estimate we estimate we would um we, we would need to take a look at it and and do starting some at, starting at a half a million dollars starting at a hundred thousand dollars probably a hundred thousand hmm. okay well, this in a secure environment handling a lot of cash like a racino it might be terribly important it, it's uh it, it it is specialized and uh it it would have to have be a special special application special need right right does uh, Shriver have a strategic long term plan we do uh, we look out uh, for about five years mm-hmm. and part of our strategic plan is trying to stay on top technically because mm-hmm. of the industry changing so quick um, the other part of it is that um, our only asset in the company is our clients. So our strategic plan is basically um, to try to continue to have the customer service and the support people that our customers are requiring. Aren't your call centers an asset? It It, it is. It's bricks and mortar. Mm-hmm. But uh, the call center would be useless for us without the client base that we have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't know the answer to this question. Uh, how long has the longest client been with you? How many years? 41 years. You actually do have some customers that yeah. go back 41 years. We do. That's great. That's that's great to hear. Again, Chip has agreed to take questions during the commercial break, which is coming up in a moment. The call-in number is 646-595-4916. Let's listen to a couple of Sandler commercials. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. At the first sign of trouble, there are three types of business leader. The first type of leader is like a turtle. He pulls his head and tail in and hides in his shell. Turtles hunker down, just trying to survive. The second type of leader is an opportunist. They're like eagles. Eagles spread their wings and take advantage of the winds. They catch the storm wind and rise to new heights. The third group, between turtles and eagles, are called turkeys. Turkeys are average and anxious. They huddle together and move. They never saw. However, turkeys are easy prey for those who seize the opportunity and soar. If someone in your industry goes out of business, are you going to get the business? The question is, which type of leader are you? Will you seize the opportunities to take market share and grow, or will your fate be like the turkeys? 
If you're serious about growth, call me to arrange a confidential meeting, 513-646-6523, or check our website at rothconsulting.net. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth and Chip Schreiber. Uh, Chip, we have a theory of operation here that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. If you want to solve a complex problem, you have to use an equally complex solution. Perhaps you can share from your management experience a complex problem that you guys ran into and the equally complex solution that you applied that might be applicable to another industry? That's a tough, uh, tough question. You know, you're not the first guy to say that. <laughs> this uh, th- this is, um, we deal with complex situations almost every day. And as I mentioned earlier, this business is incident-driven. So when there's an incident, we have clients that... Um, that need action right away, and I have to say that sometimes they're they're frustrated and uh, aggravated because of what they're going through. And we have been able to, over the last 40 years, learn a lot from our m- mistakes in uh, in growing to this point. And we have pretty much a protocol, and um, we 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 know how to how to escalate an issue, whether it be a, a fire or covering an area or a burglary. And the thing that um, we have also recognized over the many years is we're not very good at doing things that we're not used to that's not in our portfolio of work. And we typically, um, um, salespeople sometimes take on any any issue or any any problem and if it's a problem that we're not used to dealing with then we're we're mature enough at this point to know that we just we can't handle it so there are some contracts that you won't take yeah absolutely and it's it's in my younger days i have to admit that uh, i fell in that same category and we can do everything for everybody and we've recognized that um we're good at our core business, and that's what we try to stick to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a, a janitorial company as a client, and they know they're good at cleaning places that work five days a week. They're excellent. Six days a week, they're extremely good. Seven days a week, like a restaurant, they simply don't want the business. Yeah, it uh, if uh, if you're not uh, if you're not prepared or good at your core, your core business, um, 
um, you you need to um, you you need to walk walk away from it. And mm-hmm. We've learned that lesson. Yeah, here at Sandler, we when we're working with companies and individuals, we do a set of profiles on everyone coming in first, and uh, we take the position that you can't pay us to train someone who's not trainable. Uh, and usually there's at least one per 25 salespeople that falls in that category. Uh, sometimes we even say, well, they can sit in the back of the classroom but don't expect any results. You know, with, um, we, we sometimes say that some of our best clients are the ones that uh, are not our clients and the ones that we've been honest enough to step up and say we may not we may not be the company to do the job for you. Mm-hmm. It might not be a good fit. It's amazing that um, um, sometimes if you take that hard statement that over the years that these clients remember you, and typically there are some solutions that you end up getting back in front of that client with. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because uh, when someone says to me, Mike, what do you do? I say, well, you know, I'm tough, abrasive, expensive, and not for everyone. And the only people who should work with us are people who want great results and a great sales team. If you're willing to be satisfied with the mediocre, there are plenty of other people to work with. I'm not for you. Uh, Your sales sales today, you said we're coming in through salespeople and referrals. Uh, What what is Shriver doing on the Internet to bring bring business in? We We are trying very hard to become a modern type organization that um, using LinkedIn and, and Facebook in certain areas, we have spent uh, some money over the last couple of years to update uh, websites. Uh, we're trying to educate ourselves on how to read the success of this. We're using some constant contact. Uh, we think it's very important to be able to listen to what our customers are saying. So we're trying to survey our customers a little bit more mm-hmm. and putting this data data to work. Mm-hmm. Do you have your own uh, internet marketing department in, in-house or are you, you farming that out to outside companies? We do both. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a... Um, we have a person internally that uh, manages the marketing side of it, but we also strategically align with some outside sources to um, um, to do some of our some of our marketing. Mm-hmm. One of the nice things is that we're a part of our business is a Sonatrol franchise, mm-hmm. and there's about a hundred of us that constantly um, uh, talk and meet, so we're able to kind of pool some resources and um, and work together on some marketing efforts from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. Where is Sonatrol based? Sonatrol is, the parent company is owned by Stanley Works, and mm-hmm. uh, they're based um, up in uh, Connecticut. Um, the corporate, uh, some of the corporate facilities uh, that's handling our products based out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And they're re- they're fairly new owners of the um, of the Sonatrol. Uh, they're the Sonatrol franchisor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other businesses outside of Sonatrol or business services that that you guys offer, at Shriver? We're, we offer a complete fire alarm service. Uh, we sell and install and service fire alarm systems. Mm-hmm. We're an Edwards dealer. We provide 
security for defense contractors, which is somewhat of a specialized business because it requires a monitoring station that is a UL listing, a 2050 UL listing. A lot of people don't know what 2050 means. 2050 is a government um, security listing for Mm -hmm. companies that are doing work for defense contractors. That's like top secret security? It's uh, it's protecting what we would call protected areas or SCIFs, and so it would be highly sensitive information, uh, files, possibly um, equipment, uh, computers. And in our in our area, we chose to move into this this um, arena of business because there were not very many people doing it. And we happen to sit right next to a very large Air Force base in Dayton, Ohio, which attracts uh, defense contractors. And it was a service that uh, we felt we could be competitive with. And we entered into that about six years ago and have done fairly well with it. Mm -hmm. We provide a whole host of um, video and closed circuit TV systems. And one of our, one of our, bigger markets is access control, where we can actually control access to buildings or areas in a building at different time periods, different people, different levels. Mm -hmm. We're able to provide pretty much a turnkey solution for any sort of electronic security needs. What's the newest thing in access control? Are you embedding chips in people yet? no, uh, not not that I know of on that, but we're doing some um, some retina scanning. Mm-hmm. Uh, that um, retinas are supposedly uh, more, um, I guess you would want to say, foolproof than thumbprints, fingerprints, and we have installed a few of those devices, and they seem to be be pretty accurate and and interesting in that in that side of it. Mm-hmm. A lot of our technology is going to pretty much in the cloud type um, situations to where servers and um, where data is stored and signals go is pretty much in a protected uh, protected source. And we do some of this with access control and some of our video systems. Mm-hmm. Many years ago, I worked in the access control business for a while. One of the businesses I was in that I didn't like. <laughs> it's uh, it's almost a um, it's really a um, a dream for property management companies and uh, organizations that manage a lot of um, a lot of properties because in the old days somebody was responsible for going around and making sure that lobby door was locked every night. Now it could be a controlled type situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, last chance to uh, call in and ask Chip a question is coming up uh, during the next break, 646-595-4916. Chip, uh, what do you think, what's the most frequently requested kind of a product or service that you guys are running into? You have one runaway hot-selling category? Our our hottest is still intrusion, and... We're, um, if you wanted to break intrusion down, we probably receive um, about 60% of our requests 
for commercial security and 40% on a residential side. So you do 40% of your business in residential? Yes. Interesting. We're going to take a uh, short commercial break here, and we're going to listen to Sam Rule number 44. here to talk about Rule 44. If your foot hurts, you're probably standing on your own toe. Here's an example. You go through your proposal with the prospect. Everything looks great. Your prospect is responding in a positive fashion to the information that you brought to the table. Um, Everyone feels good. You wrap up and move forward for the order, only to find that the prospect says that they have to take your information to a committee. At this point, you can get angry with the prospect. Why didn't they bring that up? Why didn't they tell you that they were going to have to take this information to somebody else before they could make a decision? Well, it's your job to ask the right questions to uncover roadblocks and potential problems ahead of time so that you don't find yourself scrambling at a future date when it's already too late. So take responsibility when the prospect brings up new problems and challenges. If you ask the right questions ahead of time, you can diffuse the situation before it's too late. And next time you're faced with the situation, the results will be positive. This is Mike Roth and Chip Shriver. Uh, Chip, you've been leading your company how many years now? 35. 35 years. You've got a lot of experience. So I'm going to ask you if you could give our listeners and CEOs who are listening to the show uh, a leadership tip or two. Well, leadership for us has been very easy, and I am almost feel like that uh, I'm just sitting here for the ride because we've been fortunate to have surrounded ourselves with long time employees that uh, pretty much believe and dream the same thing that we do. And many years ago, we set a, um, a mission statement, and our mission statement is building lifetime relationships by exceeding expectations. We pretty much rule our decisions by that mission statement, and we not only deal with that mission statement with how we handle and treat employees, and how we deal with vendors, and especially how we deal with uh, with our clients. Could you repeat that mission statement one more time? Because that was pretty good. Building lifetime relationships by exceeding expectations. Oh, that's pretty much fantastic. And uh, if when we break that down, uh, pretty much every decision that uh, we try to make. Um, and we have trouble uh, unpacking it sometimes. Uh, we fall back onto that mission statement, and uh, it's it's been good for us, and it's uh, kept us somewhat directed for many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you? Oh, first question goes back to the mission. Uh, how do you get the dream into a new employee's head? The the biggest thing is that when we either recruiting or trying to hire somebody, um, just letting them get a feel for the atmosphere around our organization. 
and we have um, my own family. We're on our third third generation, but we have several employees that have um, father, son, granddaughter, or grandson, and it pretty much takes uh, takes care of itself. Uh, they see that there is a uh, opportunity here, and I've been around organizations where it's like a swinging door, revolving and, door, sure, a revolving door, and it's difficult. Um, it's yes, difficult to make some of those revolving doors. <laughs> yeah, they sure do. Uh, so um, I think just the atmosphere and the long-term employee, and um, we've been doing it for a while, so there's not a lot of uh, confusion on what we're what we're trying to do. Good. Uh, as a leader, do you see yourself as a visionary or a problem solver, Chip? I would say that I'm more of a more of a problem solver and would like to be a little more of a visionary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you thinking of adding new employees this year? Yes, um, we're thinking. Um, Thinking and looking, um, looking very seriously at hiring a specialized sales team to handle a product that we're bringing, uh, bringing aboard. In fact, we brought it aboard, and um, I believe that the product um, has enough appeal that we need to separate it somewhat from our from our core business. And this would be a a, what we would call a hosted video system for a small business or residence. And these would be really IP cameras that uh, you would be able to place very easily within a business or your residence and have access to those through the Internet uh, from where, wherever you are. Mm. And um, it, it eliminates the expensive head-in equipment that, the typical system needs. And Some what, people might not know what head-end means. Head-end means the recorder, mm-hmm. um, the, the the hardware that would record because this, is, this hosted video is hosted in the cloud and really is all you have and hardware are the cameras. So out here at a premise, you know, the Greg Crowell who owns all of these buildings here and has five uh, centers uh, could put inexpensive video cameras in the lobbies of the buildings and outside the buildings, uh, connect them up to the uh, fiber optics that Cincinnati Bell has in his buildings, and then you would bring them all to one place so that he could monitor them over the Internet? Yes, exactly. The only requirement is that that we would need um, Internet access. The cameras would plug in through a router that would be installed and Access to viewing these cameras would be so available. Need a, route, a router, 110 volts. Yeah, and someone would wire the cameras to the router, and the router would be connected to an internet service provider. Exactly, and the property owner or the building owner or the residents would have a link that they go to and have access to that they could view live anytime they wanted to. And typically, the cameras um, would record on motion, so they would record any time there was any motion. So if somebody were to walk into your residence or walk into the lobby, it records, and you would be able to 
really go to a calendar and see where it's recorded. And if you had a problem or wanted to view it, you click that little bu the button that's there and you see the recording. So I have a video camera in the training center. If I wanted to see, and assuming it was connected to that service, if I just wanted to see if the uh, cleaning crew came in and actually vacuumed 100% of the carpeting in there over the weekend, uh, it would record just when someone was in the room. That's correct. Moving, and I could see whether they vacuumed any or just emptied the trash cans. No, that's correct. Oh, that's a great nasty trick. I love it. You know, I'll have to introduce you to Greg. <laughs> okay. I'd love to meet him. Don't know if he's still here today, but uh, he was definitely here earlier in the day. Uh, what mo what motivates you as a CEO to make tough decisions? Well, for, first of all, I love the um, I love the business that uh, that we're in. Um, I love the opportunity that was um, that was left um, in my lap uh, by my dad, and just the um, just the thought of uh, the decisions that uh, I make today could affect what's going to happen tomorrow is is very challenging challenging to me and. So you have children in your business today? I do. I have uh, three children, mm -hmm. two of which are in the business. One is in the sales side of the business, and my daughter works in the um, kind of the back office side of the business. Mm -hmm. and do they have any children? Uh, they have. Uh, I have six grandchildren. Okay. So you're you're on the way to another generation in the Could business. Could be. Yes. Could okay. be. And I, as I mentioned earlier, I have several employees that. Uh, have three generations of people that have been with the organization. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As you look out into the future, put on your, your crystal ball, uh, what do you think the biggest new service offerings are going to be you know, when you go out three, five, seven years or beyond? I definitely think it's going to be in the um, video side of the, uh, of the industry. Uh, I definitely see a lot more verification side um, coming, and I see a lot more of interaction between um, between clients and the um, in the monitoring station uh, that is is going to happen in the future. What do you mean by that? Clients in the monitoring station. I mean um, a lot of uh, a lot of. Um, Actions that our monitoring station takes that are that are manual type phone calls or calls to a client is going to happen pretty much automatically through either text or email or automated um, automated voice. A good example is it's a bad day for us is when we have a huge power failure and we've got three thousand clients that are that are down because of power outages and they expect some of which may have refrigeration units or critical situations and they expect phone calls immediately. So we're dialing like crazy and trying to get to our clients as quick as possible. But I see very soon in the future that we will be able to blast a phone call to all these all Kind of like clients. a school does when there's a snow day and the school yeah. is going to be delayed for an yeah. hour or canceled. Yeah, except um, there is uh, that's that's one type of incident, and we would like to be able to give more details on phone calls to our clients. So 
I see a lot of interaction like that that's going to be available. I also see a lot of um, a lot of interest in larger uh, corporations like um, um, Time Warner and some other companies that are now kind of looking at their second time to come back into this into this residential side of the business. What percentage of your business is business to business, and what is uh, residential? We're, we're about sixty forty commercial. Sixty forty commercial. That, that's that's good. I think we have time for uh, maybe one or two more questions, Chip. Uh, is turnover? It doesn't sound like turnover has been much of a problem for your company over the years. It it hasn't. Um, our difficulties come somewhat um, when we're trying to fill a new specialized service that we're trying to dedicate some people to because it's a building process and we do not have all the protocols in place. So it's pretty much a work in progress. And it's sometimes we do have some issues issues with that. Mm-hmm. But overall, no, we, we have not, uh, not had an issue with regards to keeping people. So it sounds like sales are going real well. We've got some good growth. Uh, are you growing in terms of taking market share from your competition, or B, is your total market for you and your competitors growing, so you're you're growing from the generic growth in the marketplace? I think we're, we're growing generically. Um, we have made a couple of acquisitions of fine companies. Um, we made two in 2010, and we've been quiet from that uh, from that standpoint, but I, I would say more generically in the whole uh, marketplace is the whole marketplace. I, I think in talking to um, friends in the industry that um, there seems to be a tailwind in our in our industry. Mm-hmm. Chip, do you have any uh, closing remarks, special messages for other leaders? I don't think so. I think um, I think communications is key and. Um, I guess I would say thank you for having me on your show, Mike. Hey, Chip, I want to thank you for coming out to do the show. In appreciation, I'm giving you this copy of one of our Sandler books by Dave Matson, The 49 Sandler Rules. That went to uh, number one on Amazon a couple of years ago when it came out and uh, stayed on the Wall Street Journal list for three months. It's one of the top business books. Inside the book, there's a copy of our uh, training calendar. We have 40 hours a month of training, management and uh, and sales, and uh, there's a free training pass in there. Love to have uh, you and or your son in sales sit through one of our programs. Thanks again for uh, coming out to be with us today, Chip. And I'm going to ask Scott to take it away. Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at Mike Roth at rothconsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.